Greetings. Welcome, Sharps, Newbies, and Squares. We're back with another edition of Play On with Jory and Harley. I'm your host, Jory Middlestat, joined by the Pascal Siakam-wearing, bald, clean, more cleanly shaved this week, otherwise known as the professional, Harley Redlick. Good day, sir. Would you like me to comment on how good the hair looks or how bad the wraps look right now? Park both for the moment. Home to Sacramento, blowing a big lead. Oh, hey. Yeah, well, After I watched. Back, I watched a lot of the game last back night. To it back was disappointing. To Orlando. Oh, that's a bad. No, they're in stretch. a bad way right yeah, now. That's and a bad. I, I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Raps today. Although you may surprise me because you may have a bet related to the Toronto Raptors, but you never tell me what you're playing beforehand. So I'll we'll have to wait to find out. As always, we're powered by Points Bet the official sports book of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, NBC, and so much more. We're going to get into NFL week number 15, the World Cup final. There's also a third place game that nobody seems to remember. We're not uh, discussing the third place game. No? Oh, I, I, I figured you were going to surprise me when I asked you about the World Cup final and have a play on the third place Fair game. Because that's typically the way you roll. Agreed. If there was value, the truth is, in the third-place games, it's a little bit of a tangent. But in third-place games, if you can find a motivated team versus right. a disappointed team, that's great. The truth is both of those teams are happy and proud of themselves to be there. I mean, maybe, Hard to get up for that one, though. Eh, Morocco's going to be up for, for it. That's a remarkable accomplishment for them. I was going to say harder for Morocco to get up for no, it. No, other way around. You think? Because Croatia's been there. Croatia's been there. I mean, Morocco. They were in the final, right? Four yes, years Morocco's ago. Morocco's has been free rolling ever since they made the playoffs. But I don't have a play. I do have a play on the World Cup to come later on. All right. Uh, we'll also get into the first week of college football bowl games. As there are eight, nine, eleven. There's 12 games between now and next Thursday. And I think there's 43 in total. That includes the college football playoff, which we're still a couple of weeks away from. I should also remind you that we're with you each and every Thursday live from the bottom line on Front Street in downtown Toronto. It's literally right beside the Hockey Hall of Fame. And it is Harley's go-to spot for wings and other good grub. As I mentioned, we'll get into week 15 of the NFL the way we always do. We're not going to break down every game. But we'll have picks for you. Harley will have a same-game parlay for tonight's Thursday Nighter. And remember, the Saturday games start this week. I don't think there's... Oh, there's Saturday games this week and next. Well, next week is Christmas Eve. The bulk of the games are on Saturday. And then there's three games on, on Christmas Day. Taken on the NBA. Which sounded amazing. The until NBA, you, until the, you see the slate. The slate is horrendous. Yeah. And they'll still... Triple to quadruple the NBA ratings. So we'll get into all of that. Harley will have plenty of picks, and he's coming off yet another winning week. He'll pump his own tires in a minute. No, he'll just give you the I'll numbers. just state the numbers. Corey Travers, the head trader at PointsBet Canada, will be along for his weekly visit, but he'll be joining us online, not live in person. And Teddy Greenstein, after a week off, will also be back. The senior editor and player development manager for PointsBet USA, and the head man at the Hustle newsletter. And we got lots to talk about with Teddy. There can also be a gambling story of the week. I forgot to ask, do you have one? 
Not this week. Not there's this a, week. There's enough going on without yeah. and there can side all, tangents. And there can always be plays from either one of us, but more specifically Harley on NHL, NBA, college hoops. And I have been assured there will at least be one college football play. How do you get in touch with us? How do you tell us how we're doing? If we should grow hair, anything. We'd love to get feedback from you. Reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Jory Middle. That's J-O-R-E-Y Middle. Harley is at Sharp Edge Picks. You can also email us, playon at pointsbet.ca. Now you get to tell everybody how you did last week and where you stand. And thanks to the New England Patriots on Monday night, it turned out to be another winning week. And you almost hit another same-game parlay last Thursday. You fell just short, right? By three yards. Three yards. But I won the week before by half a yard. Right. I was up 4.96 units entering the week. I lost 0.2 units on the same game parlay. Acres came up. Oh, I have ridden down four yards short, not three yards. I won with the Rams in the Acres touchdown. That's the breaks. The week before, I won by half a yard. You got to remember your lucky ones and track them because when the ugly ones happen, you curse everybody and everything, and it's better for your psyche to stay level-headed that way. When you handicapped that game, were you anticipating what Baker that Baker Mayfield was going to enter the game and turn it on its ear? I mean, he was phenomenal. Yeah, in the last three minutes of the game, I mean, the Rams did nothing before that. The whole game was insane. I mean, the Raiders the should NFL. be ashamed of themselves of losing that game. Back to back. There, I can give you like five different things that happened that shouldn't have that allowed the Rams to even have a chance to win that game, but we don't have time. And it's almost, it's a week ago. It's already been done. It's done. I Speaking of a week ago on Surrey, I lost 1.1 units on my under in Army oh, Navy. Oh, yeah. That was incredible. It was 10 all. I, and, and, I was and, texting you when they went to overtime. Overtime. Going, and even in kidding. overtime, it took two touchdowns. Yeah. Again, gross losses. That's the swings. Always bet within your means. Stay level-headed. But then they I, weren't coming close to the 32 and a half. No, nowhere close. They couldn't sniff it. Then I won a unit Sunday as the Texans easily covered. They almost upset the Cowboys. And on Monday I was in night, agreement with you on taking yes, 17. Yes, you were. You should have bet your whole 5.07 units on it and gotten out of the hole. And on Monday night, like you mentioned, I hit with the Pats. I made 0.7 units on the week. I'm up 5.66 units. Is that a high for the podcast? This or? is a high for the podcast. It's $566 if you're following my picks and betting 100 a pick. A big better would be up five, six grand following my picks. A small one, a couple hundred bucks, just to put it into context. Yeah. And along those lines, we should remind everybody that PointsBet wants you to enjoy your gambling experience. But if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, please call the Connex Ontario helpline at 1-866-531-2600 or message PointsBet's amazing customer support and they will definitely help you personally. Is it uh, Teddy time? All right. So before we even get into our World Cup discussion, we'll start it with Teddy. As it is a pleasure to welcome back to the program, Teddy Greenstein, the Senior Editor and Player Development Manager for PointsBet USA, head bottle washer at the Hustle (laughs) Newsletter, and all-around Good guy and college football expert. Good day, Teddy. Jory Harley, nice to see you guys. Missed you last week terribly. 
good to be back with you. All right. So before we get into the World Cup, are yeah. you are you ready for college football bowl season? And is that something that you spend a lot of time consuming? Uh, yes, I love it. I know there's a movement. You know, I wrote about it in the hustle today. You know, it's like the cranky uncle is like, oh, in my day there were five bowls or there were six yeah. bowls or like people just. <laughs> have a hard time understanding why six and six teams make bowl games. But really, the more the better. Now, you do want to cut it off. You want to have it where you have to be at least six and six or seven and five. So it is kind of a reward for the players. But as somebody who used to interview college football players all the time, like, they value these trips. And, you know, even if it's Shreveport or they used to have ones in Toronto, I had a friend who played in Northern Illinois, and he said going to Toronto for the International Bowl was one of the best experiences of his life. So why would we want to take that away from players? And more importantly, why would we want to have fewer opportunities to bet on college football? So we've got basically 42 and then a 43rd game once the championship game uh, surfaces. So, you know, the more the merrier. I I'm not way into the ones this weekend because we've got NFL. But once we get midweek games, I'm fired up. And I do have strong opinions on the semifinal playoff games. Uh, well, we'll have to save that one for next week and hope you can Great. join us because we're still a couple of weeks away from the college football playoff, which are the bowls that really matter. Um, do you have a system, an approach uh, with so many games and so many teams that a lot of people really don't pay attention to? I'd say two things. One, if I have a good feel for the teams, I will guess the spread. And then if that number is off by three points or more, that is, you know, that will inform my pick. And then two, I'll just read and read and read. And I'll, you know, and I'll try to get good analysis from the people who pour into this. And then hopefully something will strike. You know, I mean, the teams I know the best are certainly, you know, the Big Ten, mm -hmm. Notre Dame, and, you know, some of the top level SEC. So, uh, it's hard for me to, you know, feel good about Miami of Ohio or, or Troy or some of, or, or the mean green of North Texas. But if there's somebody I trust, I'm going to read a bunch and, and try to sort of logically figure out, you know, the big question with bowls, of course, is which is the more motivated team? The problem is you're, you're only discovering that usually after the game or maybe during the game. It's hard to know going in which is the more motivated team. So that's kind of the guessing game that people are always playing. And so you have no picks on sides or totals for the games in the next week, of which there are 12. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't. Um, okay, that's the, fair. Yeah, I honestly don't. No, I've been If you don't, you NFL don't. And, exactly. I'm not going to force it. No, absolutely. All right, let's turn our attention to the World Cup final. Yeah. We, As we've discussed over the last few weeks, even when you weren't with us, you've made it known that you are a big soccer fan and yes. we're certainly enthralled by the World Cup. And I have to say, personally... I'm a big event soccer watcher. I am far from aficionado. Harley's sort of in the same boat. I have to say the World Cup's been phenomenal. Would you agree? Uh, beyond. Absolutely yeah. sensational, yeah. gripping. Yeah. I mean, I was on vacation last week in the Caribbean, and I'm watching the games. Um, you know, obviously the last two, the, the semifinal games. Everything stops. You watch the World Cup, and my kids have gotten into it. My 11-year-old is wearing like an Argentina-type <laughs> shirt that she made yesterday. So it's been sensational. Um, and we're going to be attending the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand in July and August. That's how excited we are about this. Very cool. So do you have a pick or any thoughts that we need to know about, whether it's for the third-place game on Saturday or the yeah. final on Sunday? 
Yeah, uh, nothing on on Saturday, although I would lean to Croatia. I think a more balanced team than Morocco, but the focus is obviously going to be on the championship game. My initial thought was Argentina, and we have a guy named John Eimer who does work for us for the hustle, and he is all about Argentina. Yeah, so I read I read the hustle. Con- I read the hustle today and I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it confirms my suspicions. I also like his uh Julian Alvarez pick of over yeah. one and a half shots For on shots, target. Right? And, shots and you know attempt, what I know? Yeah, shot attempts. Shots on shots on target, actually. Um so yeah, he shots likes on two. Target. And and I'll tell you this, I was actually doing a little hunting around because I, I wanted to bet that as well. And some of the other books have it at maybe like plus three fifty, plus three seventy-five. Last time I checked, points bet had it at plus five hundred. Ooh. If uh, Alvarez, who is, you know, kind of the right-hand man to Messi, is able to put two on target, that would be uh, really a juicy payout. So you're leaning Argentina, and if so, how? Are you looking at it on the three-way or just to win the game, right? Because there's different lines. Yeah, what I tend to do is, you know, I almost look at it like a roulette board, and I want to cover everything. So I'll do some just to advance, which is basically minus 110. I mean, I think it's incredibly cool that this matchup is basically – Dead even in terms of dead odds. even, yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, urgent are, bo- are in regulation. Both sides are plus one eighty. The draws plus two hundred, and to win the game, uh, both are minus one ten. And it hasn't changed in two or three. It, like it, well, I guess the line only came out Fran- yesterday after France, the game, but France it hasn't opened up a small favorite. There was betting action was on there? Argentina because of Messi's last game. I think that's a little overhyped, but. Yeah. We'll get to that soon. He could be back. He's only 35. He said he's done. This is his last World Cup. He's, I think it's, I think it's his fourth. So, um, yeah. so I, nothing I, else I, we need to know? I, a prop? Anything you want to give us? And it's interesting, too, just talking about the line. I, I thought France would be a small underdog in part because of recency bias. You know, it was the game that was played uh, more recently than Argentina. And I tend to stay away from betting good stories because I think you're not getting good value there. But this case with Messi, you're you know you're getting like plus one eighty on any time goal with him. You can do like plus four twenty five first goal. And as cheesy as it is, you know I think John made a great point, which was this going to be a chippy physical game, which means there's a good chance for a penalty. And we know Messi's going to take it, and he's so good with those. So you know it's That's just such an say, obvious think- play, but sometimes the obvious yeah. plays work. Yeah, because I, I don't think anybody else has taken a penalty for Argentina in the tournament, mm. have they? Oh. Yeah, no, not that I recall. All right, we got a pretty decent NFL game tonight, yes. notwithstanding the fact that the Seahawks have hit the skids, and it's yeah. Brock Purdy, who apparently will go tonight. And I saw the line ticked up a half point when that was announced um, a couple hours ago. So Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite as right now, and yeah. the total's 43. Any thoughts? Yeah, we have this solidly three-and-a-half. Um, it had been three in yep. some stretches. You know, this is one. It's a big time pros versus Joes. Yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. Joes are loving San Fran. Um, you know, they are very attracted to the Purdy story. They know about all of San Francisco's great weapons. Uh, although Debo Samuel is not one of them for a couple weeks, but Christian McCaffrey expected to have a huge game. It's a championship level defense, and the Seahawks have been floundering. I mean, that defense is, has really hit the skids the last few weeks. That said, what did we see last Thursday? You know, I mean, if you're yep. betting, Road favorites, uh, it's just not a long-term success. We also saw, you know, with, with the Dolphins last week losing as a road favorite. So I think if I have to pick a side here, it is Seattle plus three and a half. But honestly, 
I'm going to sit it out uh, until kickoff and just bet it live. Before we let you go, we know you love to talk pros versus Joes. So anything else from the weekend uh, that we should know about? Because I saw the analysis uh, in the hustle today on tonight's game. But what about looking ahead to Saturday or Sunday or Monday night? I'll give you guys three, and the third one I find a little surprising. So the first one is not surprising. That's Dolphins Bills, where the public is, you know, flocking to the Bills in part because of the weather. And, you know, Tua has weather. a terrible record in, in cold weather games. Um, so the pros are, you know, taking seven, seven and a half, and the Joes are, are laying. Uh, Colts Vikings is another one where, you know, we're seeing way more bets on the Vikings minus four. Um, but the professional side is the Colts getting four. Uh, the Vikings, as we saw last week, are um, you know a good team, far from a great team. And then the one that is interesting to me is Chargers Titans because the pros are with the favorite, and when the pros ah. are with the favorites, I like to bet the favorite. Which of the Chargers here? I don't really know why the Joes are flocking to the Titans. You know th- that that team has kind of fallen apart, only getting three points here uh, on the road, but. For whatever reason, we're seeing a lot of tickets on the Titans and way more money on the Chargers. All right. That's an awesome breakdown. So, uh, as always, we thank you for the time and knowledge and uh, hope to talk to you next week. Enjoy the World Cup final, some bowl games, busy NFL weekend, lots going on. Thanks, Teddy. Thanks a lot, I Teddy. sure will, guys. Have a great night. See you. Thanks. Teddy Greenstein, once again, chief bottle washer. At the Hustle Newsletter, which if you're in the U.S. and listening or watching to us and you're a PointsBet customer, you should be getting that and reading it. It's a good, quick read with some some picks, some good analysis and numbers. And um, Teddy's also the senior editor and player development manager for PointsBet USA. All right, let's talk World Cup, my friend. Sounds good to me. So there's been a, a, a multitude of great games in this tournament. And think back. Don't for, remember Argentina game their first game. Yeah, they lost. They to the lost Saudis. to they the blew Saudis. One nil lead and lost. Yeah, and they've run the table since. But the game of the tournament for me is probably Argentina Netherlands in the quarters. Well, that was insane, right? The, uh, the two and the nil, two and it was done, and, and then the Netherlands came back. How, but and, how about that free kick? Oh yeah, that's where Netherlands play oh, like the soft that pass. Phenomenal. That was like Statue of Liberty s. And then the and then the tension of the the which I nobody likes penalty kicks, but I understand it. But that was just a, 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 a just a balls to the wall nuts game. Yeah. As soon as Netherlands made it two one, it was just great great mm. theater. Uh, what did I tell you at the beginning of the tournament? Not as an expert, but I was rooting for Argentina and Messi just. Because I like Messi and I wanted to see him mm-hmm. get, you know, that crowning jewel of his career with a World Cup win. Having said that, you have a bet. Is it on the game or is it a prop or what? It's on the game. I like oh. France. Yeah, I figured. Messi looked incredible, especially oh, that run last for the game third goal. and that run oh. and everybody saw that. And now he's playing his last game. He's sentimental. Last game for the national team, we the think. Last World Cup stage. He's sentimental and he's bet up. France is younger, more in their prime, deeper, more talented, and now they're just a pick 'em. And they've looked better than Argentina all tournament. They've cruised and looked dominant, France. You know, the, I will add this though. Do you know that the semifinal was their first clean sheet 
They've given up a goal in they've every given up a goal game. In every game, but they've won all the games in regulation time, so they've been scoring a ton. What What do you think of this one? This prop. And, and by the way, points bet has a plethora of betting opportunities Tons. on the game. Both. Taking into account what I just said, that France has yeah. only had one clean sheet. Don't you like I'm using soccer terminology now, mm-hmm. like I'm an expert, yeah. which I'm not. Both teams to score. Yeah. Yes, plus 125. No is minus 145. I, I don't know. I don't love no? it one way or the other. I mean, France can win 1-0 and call it a game, and they're going to play defense, etc. Jordan's waving at me. It, it's too early. Tell Corey to wait. We're not ready for him yet. We're not even close to ready for Corey. Does he not have a watch? Or he can't see it through that that big stash he's got growing? Anyway, not enough cheap shots at Corey. Corey, sit tight. We'll get to you. That's Corey Travers, head trader, points back Canada. He'll join us probably in about 10 minutes. I don't love that scoring bet. I'm taking France to win the World Cup in reg plus 180. I so was... in regulation. Yeah. Remember, three-way lines, right? You could take him just to win the game at minus 110, but I, you like the plus 180. What's the point of the minus 110? If it goes to overtime or a penalty kick, I'm not happy with my bet. I'm not regretting my decision. Then it's a toss-up. I think France is the better team, and they're going to win. I'll risk 0.7 units to win 1.26 units. Again, as you mentioned, they got to win in regulation. If it goes into overtime, shootouts, the draw comes right. in. Just for fun? I'm taking you on just for fun. So you don't get credit. No, no, no. I make a Are one unit a bet? bet. A one unit bet. Go for it. Argentina plus 180 in reg. Taking you on just so we have some fun, man. It's a coin toss it's, game. Well, it's not a coin toss game. This, it, France has looked better again, all tournament. I, I France was rated give you a million higher. Reasons, but I'm just a schmo reading stuff. No, I, I don't know enough about the game. About soccer, I mean, I know to, enough to, really, to know France was you rated. You shit. France was, you, you, France was rated higher the whole absolutely. way through. They even opened up France a favorite in this, and the betters bet up Argentina because they got yeah, excited. It's a sentimental, it's absolutely. Okay, so it's I get all that. I'm going sentimental. Side, that's okay. And I want to root for Argentina. You should wear a T-shirt. Sentimental sucker <laughs> schmo. Hey. I'm rooting. I said from the beginning of the tournament I was rooting for Messi and Argentina. They're in the final. I'll place a little wager on them. Um, before we get to Corey, and we won't even get to the NFL before we talk about Corey, let's just quickly, we got about, yeah, we got a good eight, 10 minutes to talk about the college bowl season. As I mentioned, 12 games between now and next Thursday, two tomorrow, starting with the Bahamas Bowl, followed by the Cure Bowl, whatever the fuck that is. Six games Saturday with the best one probably in terms of marquee team names, Florida and Oregon State, SEC Pac-12. One game Monday, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Do they golf? Like, do they they hit golf balls at the Myrtle Beach Bowl? It's pretty chilly in Myrtle Beach. And two games on Tuesday fall and then one Wednesday. Anything from the first 12? Actually, no. let Let me back up. You have a betting system you like to use for college bowls, so why don't you tell everybody what it is? I have a betting system for college bowls. I wrote an article about it last year on my website, Sharp Edge Picks. The title of the article is Bowling for Underdog Dollars. And the premise is pretty much take almost every dog that you get at least three to one on your money on on the money line. 
which means they got to be what about plus uh, 300 they usually course no no what would the spread be about right? about 10 points right i was going to say about nine and a half yeah about a 10 point dog or so the theory, and just bet them on the money line and just bet them on the money line uh for a few reasons one the better team is usually a little disappointed in their season and playing down in the bowl while it's a bigger deal for the weaker, the underdog team. I'll buy that. So motivation is a huge factor in, in, in these types of settings. These teams don't play each other. They come from different conferences. They often have very different styles of play. So if my dog style of play works well against your favorite style of play and I win, awesome. I get paid 3X, 4X, 5X. If your style of play is way better than mine and it doesn't work for me in meshing, I only lose one unit. So volatility is your friend. You added up last year was phenomenal. Oh, this, a lot of big dogs won outright. And I think over the last, I saw some numbers and I forgot to jot it down. I wasn't in a position to do so at the time. I saw something like in the last like five to 10 years, 36% of the underdogs have won the game outright. Now, I will clarify, this doesn't apply in the college football semifinals or the big bowls where one, if Georgia, I mean, Georgia's about a touchdown favorite. and that This does not apply to that where both teams are competitive and you know power ratings and both teams are motivated. This is best applicable when one team really wants to win and the other team's not even thrilled to be there and they're an inflated favorite. So you're not saying that this applies to the semifinal the majors. games? I don't like in the majors. Or even the big, like, like, like the, the big five, other five bowls. Then it depends on the psych out of what's going on. So with this in mind, I'm on two big dogs. Tomorrow I'm on Miami of Ohio, yeah. plus 320. Whoa. I'll risk 0.4 to win 1.28 units. Miami, Ohio, plus how much? 320. And you're risking how much? 0.4 units. 0.4 units, yeah. They're playing UAB in the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah. And then on Saturday mm -hmm. night, I got North Texas plus 310. Again, I'm risking 0.4 units, this time to win 1.24 units. And they're playing Boise State in Texas. So it won't be on a blue field. It won't. I checked that. It's not that Idaho blue field. I, I mean, that's which is important. I mean, if you don't know, Boise State's home, home stadium has a blue turf field. Yeah. For those who yes, are unaware. Do. All right. So you got plays on two of the 12 I got between plays on now two and next of the 12 week. Between now and next week. And I'll revisit. Let's see. I'll revisit next week starting, I guess, next Thursday. We got bowls. Uh, Thursday's the 22nd, right? Correct. Yeah. Air Force and Baylor are playing next Thursday. Wow, you know, surprised. I saw another crazy stat that the uh, the um, military academies have been on a, like a really good role in the bowl games the last few years. Uh, I mean, I again, can see I, that I don't have just, the numbers to tell look, you. That's a great example. Air Force is playing Baylor. Air Force is about a two to one dog. For Air Force, it's a big deal. Baylor, it's a disappointing season to be playing on December twenty second in against. In, in a bowl that well, remember, early they in almost year. knocked off TCU. I understand. Right? And they were a small dog to TCU. So, I mean, TCU's playing for a national championship and Baylor's playing Air Force. Yeah. I'm surprised about that start time, December 22nd at 7.30, going up against the NFL. I don't know why they wouldn't have played a 5 p.m. lead-in, but... Yeah. Schedule makers, come on. So, to recap, Harley's bowl betting system is look at big dogs of say nine and a half, 10 points or more and bet them on the money line. 
do a little research. Don't just blindly because you there were more than two opportunities, I think, in the next 12 games. Like in the 12 games. Yeah, the there next was week, a UConn situation a I didn't games. like as much. There was right. also betting action on UConn. In both of these cases, the favorites were even bet up a little bit more. So, yes, there is some nuance. Feel free to tweet at me if you want to know the nuance. All right. So, Corey has been waiting patiently. So, before we get to the NFL. Oh, he's not back yet. All right. So, then that gives us an opportunity as I shuffle papers here to uh, begin our chat about week 15 in the NFL. And as per usual, Harley's favorite part of the program, I got to give you the numbers through week 14. Now you recall, remember, I haven't done it every week, but I talked about home teams straight up. And it was around 50% or less for much of the season. Home teams have started to hit home. Okay. Sorry for the pun and bad alliteration. They're now up to almost 55% on the season. That's home team straight up. So they've been on a good run the last three, four weeks. Remember what happened last week? It was the first big winning week for the favorites. Mm -hmm. You know how long that lasted? One week. You got it. Dogs back on top against the spread. They were eight and five a week ago. And now back up to 55% on the season. The home dogs had another winning week, three and two, almost 57% on the season. And the overs, though, had a winning week, albeit barely. Seven and six a week ago, the unders still lead on the season at 55.6%. Notice a lot of 55, 56% numbers for home dogs, for dogs against the spread. Uh, and that home dogs are also against the spread and unders. All the things that the public hates to bet. Correct. Yeah. If you'd been doing that all year long, you'd be up quite a bit of money depending on your unit betting strategy. So we got a triple header on Saturday. Yes, we do. Teddy talked about two of the games being pros versus Joes. It'll kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern with Indy at Mini. That's the Colts at the Vikings. Vikings were a four and a half point pick. It's now down to four. Totals 47 and a half. Thoughts on that one? I do have a thought on that one. Okay. I don't have a play on that one, but I'm going to make a play tied into uh, the name of bet. We'll deal with Corey. Oh, right, right. But the long story short is I like the Vikings to bounce back. and From their loss at Detroit? From their loss last week to Detroit. And at least put up enough points that I kind of like them on the name of bet. We'll get into that with Corey. Okay. 4.30 kickoff. That's Eastern, of course. Baltimore at Cleveland. An AFC North tilt. Now, earlier today, Lamar Jackson was officially ruled out. Yeah. The expectation was that he wouldn't play. Mm -hmm. So the line was two and a half. Cleveland favored. When the announcement came, it jumped to three. It's a the, short three. The if total you look at the went, money, it's kind of... Two and a half ish to three because you get Meaning up, the juice. The juice is minus one fifteen on Baltimore and plus one hundred on Cleveland. So it's not quite three points. It is three, but you got to lay extra juice yeah. if you want to lay the three. The total is thirty eight. Any thoughts on that one? And by the way, oh, uh, Huntley will be the quarterback. He's good to go for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean Cleveland's done nothing with Deshaun in their couple games to justify anything. I, I mean, my lean would be Baltimore and Harbaugh. Money line maybe taking plus 135. It's not an official play. 
Okay. But if you're sitting around on Saturday afternoon and you want to make a play, as a general rule, getting Harbaugh and that Baltimore team plus 135 against Deshaun do nothing. I mean, that's not, su- not that I'm here to defend Deshaun Watson, but it's not surprising that he's struggled a little bit. A, they don't have a dynamic passing game like, you know, receiver core anyway. And B, I mean, he's he hasn't really played an NFL game it. in two years. I get it. So, because prior to that, everything that happened, I mean, he was considered a top five yeah, quarterback he was awesome and like deserved three it. Three years ago, Russell oh, yeah. Wilson was awesome like last year. Yeah. For half the year. They drop off a cliff. The big one is the night game. 8-15 kickoff, Eastern time in Buffalo. You going? Torture Park? No. Below zero? What do you think the drive would be like? Not Fun? a chance. It's the 9-3 and three Buffalo Bills hosting the 8-5 and five Miami Dolphins. Big one in the AFC East. And for playoff positioning, especially for the Dolphins, but the Bills want to maintain the number one overall seed in the AFC. Did you see this? Two weeks ago, Miami was in San Fran. It was 55 degrees. I know, and they were they cold heaters. heaters. I know, I know, I know. It's going to be snowing and freezing yeah, in Buffalo. they're going to have a problem. Tua says it's not a problem, but... It's a problem. I think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, the Dolphins lost both games on their little two-game West Coast trip. The latest falling 23-17 Sunday night at the Chargers, and it really wasn't that close. The Bills won ugly. The conditions were as well. Yeah. 20-12 to over the Jets for their fourth straight win. As Teddy told you, all the Joes, meaning the public, are on the Bills. No surprise. Weather especially... Factoring, factoring into the public back in the Bills. And uh, the pros are on the Dolphins taking a touchdown. Totals 44 and a half. You got a play on this one? I don't have a play. I mean, seven points for a pretty good Dolphins team is a lot of points. And I'd be very leery taking it with Buffalo. Having said that, I think Buffalo's got superior talent. Allen is considerably better than Tua. Factoring in the weather and everything like that. And I wouldn't really want to be on Miami either. Okay, but not an official play. There's no plays. All right. There are, I believe, six 1 o'clock Eastern kickoffs on Sunday. They're pretty gross. The, it's funny well, you say that because I wrote down here suck. the best matchup that I could come up with is probably Cowboys. Detro- no, Cowboys, De- Jags, or Detroit Jets. Detroit at the Jets. And I, I, I pass my Cowboys, which is an intriguing game because of what Jacksonville did, did last week. week. And the way Trevor Lawrence has played the last month. Agreed. I don't but have... I went Detroit at the Jets. I put my personal bias aside. Fair enough. The Jets are a one-point favorite. Mm-hmm. The total's 44 and a half. I also had a feeling you might have a thought on that one. I have no plays at 1 o'clock. No? The 1 o'clock games are gross. I can't believe if, you're not on the Jags. If anybody's listening to this who gets into fights with their spouses or their kids or their families about how much NFL they watch. If I were them, I would commit to not watching the NFL this Sunday at one o'clock. Just give it a pass for those well, three hours. Look yeah. like a saint or an amazing husband or wife or father or son or daughter I, well, or whoever you are and just skip it because it sucks. Watch the game Saturday. I can't skip. Watch the four o'clock game Sunday. I mean, if you really want to watch your Cowboys struggle to I- beat a mediocre team again, go ahead and I will, I, I will be watching my Cowboys. That goes without saying. But that's why you're on your second wife. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many places I could go with that, but I'm just, I'm not taking the bait. I'm just not. 
But yes, I will be watching the Cowboys at the Jags. Cowboys are road favorite. I'm shocked you're not on the Jags on the money line. Shocked. I literally floored. I'm not because because the Cowboys are just coming off that gross win. So it's I find it's not the best of spots for a letdown. They're weary and leery after the last one. And you're not going back to the Texans, right? Who are a huge home dog to the Chiefs. No, because they just, if anything, if you ever want to lay money, do it on the Chiefs this week, right? The Chiefs dominated Denver. I know, but they they, they almost coughed up a 27-0 lead. I mean, I don't like laying double digits on the road, but if you really want to do it, that Chiefs spot's a better spot than most after what Houston almost did last week. All right, let's... uh, Still no Corey. He's now now he's pissed. He's right now yeah, he's yeah. pissed because I took shots. Prima Donna's working for points bet. There's like get a few it. of them. Can we social media? Seb is here as always. Can you get Corey to get back on with us? Let's do the. We're four almost ready. We're almost ready for him. We're gonna do the, the late and the prime time. The two best late afternoon matchups, and there's a couple good ones. Yes, there are. Those, Cincy at Tampa and Tennessee. At the Chargers, I'm not going to give you the whole rundown, but do you have a play on either one? Yeah, I like the Bucks. Really? So the Bucks are plus three and a half, yes. and I'm going to take them, risking 107 with the points bet reduced VIG to win a unit. Because everybody saw them get smoked at there, San Fran last lot, week. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. For starters, Cincinnati's won five straight. Winning by a lot on the road is hard. Cincy, if anything, is better at home. I know they're strong. I know the yucks were the yucks and yucky lately, and Brady and Tampa looked awful. But as a home dog to keep it close, it seems like a good spot. I'm also going with this logic. Last week in San Francisco, they were only a three and a half point dog. Yep. And now they're a three and a half point dog at home to Cincy. Cincy is not rated higher than San Francisco. At best, they're on par. Yeah. So because I agree. So because about on par. Yeah. So the line moves seven points against Brady because of one bad performance. That's that's the definition of overdoing it and when the world. Ziggs, you zag for value. I was waiting for the zag comment, there and that's a one-unit play? That's a one-unit play. I thought about making that a two-unit play. It's probably the play I like the most so far in this NFL season. Two primetime games are... This is weird, too, from a scheduling standpoint. The 7-5-1 New York Giants at Washington to take on the 7-5-1 Commanders. Mm-hmm. NFC East matchup. It is your Sunday nighter. The G-Men got destroyed. At home, giving up 48 points to the rival Eagles. While the Commanders come off the bye, and who did they play before the bye? The Giants. Right. That was the tie. Yeah, that was the tie. You have thoughts on this one? Oh, I should mention, sorry, Washington, they were a five-point pick. They're now a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Totals 40-and-a-half. I don't have thoughts on this. There's a weird kind of scheduling quirk in the NFL, the way things break. If Seattle and Detroit both lose this week, Washington and the Giants are almost automatically in the playoffs. They probably need one more win. But they're close enough to in. If Minnesota wins... They clinch the division? Minnesota is looking like they should be the two seed, especially if San Francisco well, loses. Well, that depends on Dallas, though, too, right? No, Dallas and Philly are fighting for the one, and the other right. guy drops oh, right. below it. Right, right. Basically, but if Dallas caught Philly, the long then they'd story have, short is, have the edge over Minnie. I got, if yeah, yeah. Minnesota wins, San Francisco loses. Oh, no, San Francisco and Seattle can't both lose, so that right. can't happen. Right, 
there's a weird. They could tie though. There's a weird <laughs> thing in the NFL where being the last playoff team is really good because you get to play in Minnesota versus playing in San Francisco. If you're the second worst right, team, right? Just to give you an idea, Washington and the Giants would be almost pick them in Minnesota, and they will be seven point dogs in San Francisco. I agree wholeheartedly. So you're going from being almost 50 50 to win a playoff game to being like 27% to win a playoff game. And by losing, you get to achieve this goal. And additionally, the way it works out this year in the NFC. If you're a wild card team, you either want to be the top wild card team or the bottom, to your point. Because Correct. if you're the top, you will play the winner of the NFC South. Correct. But that looks like Dallas is locked in. It Pretty looks much. like right now Dallas is going to be a small favorite at Brady to start the playoffs. That's the be, way it looks. That'll be the, the game of the first round. The Monday nighter is, eh. let's just skip it. I, I don't have, you don't a, have play a play. On. It is. Play, it's the four really and nine Rams at the five and eight Packers NFC tilt. Pass, I guess the intrigue pass. is Baker versus Rogers. Pass, pass. I'm just, I, I'll tune in just to see what, if Baker, because we've seen this movie before from Baker, right? He'll have an unbelievable game and then he'll shit the bed for like three, four weeks. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see how Baker Mayfield performs because apparently he is the starter the rest of the way for the Rams barring Well, he injury. introduced a couple touchdowns in a couple minutes. Corey's on. Cor He's back. Corey's with us. With a beer. He's for sure got a beer in hand by He's this point. He's got a beer in, in hand? Well, we'll find yeah, out. Minimum. Corey Travers, head trader of Points Bet Canada, is with us. Sorry to take shots at you early, Corey. How you doing? Hey, all good. How's it going, guys? Good. You were just early before. We weren't ready for you. Now we're ready. Corey. Awesome. Yes. I'm not telling you how to do your job, but you might want to make a change on the points bet or you're going to get pillaged by betters because I think your number is way off on something I just discovered. What's that? The wraps, just to clarify, make and miss the playoffs in the NBA is making the final 16, correct? That is correct. Not the play-in, right? Right now, the Raptors are plus 250 to miss the playoffs. That seems way off given how they're playing of late. Like, I mean, if you look at the standings right now, I mean, the Raptors to make that, to make the top six seems very unlikely. And once you... Oh, there's a lot. They haven't even played 30 games yet. Fair enough, but... And... They're not very good. And I know, but they were 23 and 23 through 46 last year. Okay, I'm telling you right now... And they ended up being the five seed. I'm telling you right now that I think that bet is so off Okay. That if the points bet higher ups would allow me to send them a hundred thousand dollars, I would wire them a hundred. I swear to you, I would wire them a hundred grand right now for the right to Whoa. win two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Corey, if you want to run it by the higher ups, that's a challenge for you. I think the number's that off. That's uh, that's fair enough. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> scrambling to check references right now, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, that kind of insight is definitely the kind of thing that we welcome because, you know, we don't want our numbers to be off. So, yeah, thanks, Harley. All right. He's public service, uh, or shall I say points bet points service bet. I, announcement I, I work for points bet. from Harley to Corey. Corey, uh, name a bet this week came from Harley, another cross-sport special, and it was what will be higher? Leafs score more goals at the Rangers tonight or the Vikings have more touchdowns versus the Colts? You set the line excuse me, is the Leafs a pretty big favorite, minus 150 to take the Viking touchdowns, plus 110. Just quickly, how did you come up with that number? And I think Harley's making a play on that. 
Yeah, um, we've actually uh, hope you got your plan earlier. We have shifted that a bit because the ah. Leafs line, the total goal line in the Leafs, I think it opened at like uh, it was it was a, an under on the six and a half, but now it's it's gone down quite a bit. Um, so we have shifted that a bit. The Leafs are still the favorites uh, currently. Uh, I had some people dealing with this earlier. Um, let me get the up to date lines here. We have the Leafs at minus one twenty five, and Ooh, that's a big uh, move. Viking, yeah, the Vikings are down to to minus one hundred five. Okay, does that change your uh, play, Harley? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I it's funny because I thought both of those numbers should be about three. I I like the Vikings to come back after their loss last week. The Leafs, if anything, are a little inflated after their seven gold ducks and all their hot stretch. I thought it was a coin toss at plus 110. I would have taken the Vikings. I think you got it at the right pricing now. So now it becomes a pass for me. Oh, good job, Corey. Way, way to go, Corey. You, you knocked him off placing a bet and taking you guys possibly for some moolah. All right. Yeah. World Cup World Cup final, Corey. What, what kind of handle do you expect? Like, And what would it compare to uh, for the game on Sunday? The game on Sunday, honestly, I would expect something in the area of what we were getting for the Canada games. Um, okay. Obviously, like the non-Canada games have not been measuring up quite to the kind of handle we saw on on the Canada games in the the, the uh, initial round. Uh, but I think that will change with the Sunday final. I think it's a big enough. First of all, um, I mean, there's the two teams that you want to see in there as a fan, like Argentina and France. Uh, big name teams, so I, I think that's for the casual better. You want to see those teams with the, with the the Mbappes and Messi and everyone playing. Um, I would imagine it will surpass some of the Canada games, and if it does, um, you know, basically we're looking at like a, a marquee NBA matchup or even like an NFL game that is not a standalone game or or a right. That's game. that. W- gotcha. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what I was going to ask. Is how would it compare it to like a standalone NFL game? So not quite that level. Well, the I numbers, wonder... so, sorry to interrupt, Corey, if you could do me a favor, track this week, Saturday, we got three standalone NFL games leading into the World Cup final on Sunday. I'm curious how, forget about the Bills Dolphins on Saturday night where it's a big game, especially in our region and Dolphins fans and Bills and stuff like that. But the first two matchups that are okay matchups in the NFL, I'm very curious how your handle is on those two on Saturday versus the World Cup on Sunday. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm uh, all right. Pretty so interested to see make that sure myself. you take so, notes. Yeah, um, sure. College. Oh, is there anything else? <clears throat> Sorry, is there anything else we need to know about the World Cup final? Like, are you seeing action on any props or um, you know anything that you're being hit hard? Or this uh, little guy from Argentina. Is anybody talking about him? I don't remember yeah, his name. He's an older guy, but he's kind of short. That's right. As far as props, um, I mean, the guys who are getting the intention are, are the big guys. The I mean, not physically big, but uh, Messi and, and Mbappe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of just what we're seeing is what we see the whole World Cup, which is a lot of money lines, a lot of core markets. Um, generally, I would say it's more casual better who's betting on these and they just love the the simplicity of the core markets i'm very intrigued to know because obviously you weren't around you know active in ontario last year for college bowl season you know we've got no obviously none of the big bowls in the next week but there's 12 games over the course of the next six seven days like what 
what kind of action do you expect to see on on some of these crazy bowl games like the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl? Did anybody know there's a Jimmy Kimmel fucking bowl game? Yeah. I just learned I just learned this. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. We actually, in our system, we just like track it by the actual matchup name. So I sometimes forget what the actual bowl name is called. Especially right. Since those change every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect to see, I don't think that the smaller bowls are anything bigger than what we would see on a typical NCAA football game. Uh, the one advantage they do have is that, uh, they're often, uh, at times of the sporting schedule where there's not a lot else on. So like weekdays mm-hmm. over the yeah. holiday break. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you're the only game in town, that's always a boost. Um, but I'm not expecting anything to be blown out of the water in bowl season until we get to the playoff or at least the New Year's six games. Right. Or, or some of the bigger bowl games, the traditional ones. Yeah. Um, we always have to ask you about tonight. Was the line move, because I've been watching it the last few days, it had been uh, the Niners favored by three most of the week. But the, uh, Brock Purdy's status was unknown until a few hours ago, and then I saw the line jump to three and a half. Is that simply a reaction to the announcement that Purdy will start instead of Josh Johnson? Yeah, I'd say for the most part. I mean, it's always pretty much baked in the line. That's why you only see a half-point move. Right. Uh, that Purdy was very likely to start, but you never yeah. know for sure. Um, also, there's just a ton of uncertainty over how good Purdy actually is. So um, I'd say early in the week, it's probably not the most efficient market in the world. Um, but the more and more information you have, the more and more efficient the market becomes. And, you know, we're running on less information than normal. Uh, you know, it's not like we have Tom Brady and, love- and Aaron Rodgers out there. Yep. And before we let you go, anything else we need to know about tonight, Saturday or Sunday in the NFL? Uh, no, I mean, we're just very excited to have uh, an NFL Saturday slate going. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be very fun. Um, so basically, like it's uh, it's the time of year where uh, everyone a lot of people are taking time off for Christmas and stuff. But the uh, the trading world just keeps on keeps on running. All right. Thanks for uh, coming back to join us. I know you were early the first go around. We missed you live today, but uh, we'll hope to do that again soon and uh, enjoy a very busy sports weekend. Thanks a lot, yeah. Corey. Perfect. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. Thanks, Corey Travers. As, as I like to say, bring in the knowledge that we need each and every week. And Corey is the head trader at Point Bet Canada. We have one game still to cover. That's tonight. Waiting for your same game parlay. Mm-hmm. It is the nine and four San Francisco 49ers at Seattle <clears throat> to take on the stumbling seven and six Seahawks NFC West divisional matchup. Niners made it six straight with that 35 seven beatdown of Brady's Bucks. Brock Purdy wins his first start. Crazy, eh? like Purdy over Brady. Like it's just hilarious. Seahawks turned it over way too often and lost 30 to 24 at home to Carolina and the Seattle defense is back to dreadful. I mean, they just can't stop anybody, but don't forget this is 12th man territory. The crowd in Seattle is always a factor. This is Brock Purdy's first road game with some a bang, banged up ribs and oblique. 
I'm thinking you're all over Seattle in some way on this same game parlay. Yeah, I'm selling high on Purdy after that insane game versus Brady. So the first game of his NFL career happened four days ago. First start. First start. Because he came in for Garoppolo, right? And played three quarters of that game. He knew he was starting. Yeah. He started last week. He annihilates Brady. He's all the talk and all the rage. And now he's got three days with sore ribs, etc., to prepare to go on the road into Seattle to veteran coach Carroll. And like you said, the 12th man, that's a just really, really, really tough spot. So my same game parlay is very simple. It's the Seahawks plus three and a half points. And for Purdy to go under 215 and a half passing yards, it pays plus 260. I'm risking a half a unit to win 1.3 units. So Seattle plus three and a half and Purdy under 215 and a half pass yards. It, yeah. pay, play, uh, it pays plus 260. And how many units? A half unit for 1.5 units. The other part of that handicapping that I like is you got to think on the road with the crowd noise there. No Debo. Remember Debo Samuels out. They're going to want to try and protect Purdy, right? So he doesn't take big hits on those ribs. sore ribs. Mm -hmm. So you got to expect San Fran, who loves to anyway, run the ball a lot. That would be the expectation. I like it. So. Uh-oh. No, I'm not making a play on no, that. I have a play already even, this week. I know. We'll, we'll discuss it after my plays. But the fact that you even like one of my plays, mate, creates a little. Oh, I liked it last concern. week, too, actually. True. And, yeah. and you were. Super close. Very. Although, actually, no, I was questioning it a bit last week. I'm like, how are the Rams going to do it? And they will put up two touchdowns in the last minute and a half. Ra obviously. The Raiders just handed it to them in mm -hmm. many ways. Um, so not as many plays as last week. Not as many units at risk because you are a responsible gambler. I got five plays we'll get into soon. But first, PointsBet wants you to. Well, that's where I was going. I was leading you. Enjoy your gambling experience. But if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, please call the Connex Ontario helpline at 1-866-531-2600 or message PointsBet's amazing customer support and they will help you personally. That's guaranteed. Time to recap your picks for the week. So I entered the week up 5.66 units or $566 if your average bet's 100 bucks. Tonight, my same game parlay, the Seahawks plus three and a half and Purdy going under 215 and a half passing yards. It pays plus 260. I'm risking 0.5 units to win 1.3 units. In college bowl action tomorrow, I'm on Miami of Ohio in the first of 43 bowl games, plus 320. Risking 0.4 units to win 1.28 units. Also, Saturday, the late game, I think it's like a 9.45 kickoff. North Texas, in Texas, in the Frisco Bowl, plus 3.10. I'm risking 0.4 units to win 1.24 units. I don't think Boise State gets it done when they're not playing on blue turf. <laughs> Sunday, there's something called the World Cup, and the yeah. final is on. And there's a team called France that seems to be the best team. And they've been well, the best the team in the tournament. Champs. And outside of Brazil, the best team. And I think they beat Little Messi. In yeah. regulation, plus 180. I'll risk 0.7 units to win 1.26 units. 
And finally, on Sunday, I only got a single NFL play. It's actually my favorite NFL play of the year to date. I'm only risking a unit, but I was tempted to make it a two-unit play. I'm on Brady in the box plus three and a half as a home dog to Cincy. Cincy and Burrow clearly are a talented team. They crush teams at home. Winning on the road by four plus is hard. I'll risk 1.07 units to win a unit. And finally, Jory's play. He is down 5.07 units, looking to win back a unit. He's on Argentina, plus 180 in reg. Because I wanted to take you on, and I, I've made it clear I'm rooting for Messi and Argentina all the way along. We say thank yous. There's many. Social media, Seb's aboard. We thank him for showing up. Our great producer, Jordan LaRoche, thank you, especially for keeping Corey in line. Our great host at the bottom line, Again, right next to the Hockey Hall of Fame on Front Street in downtown Toronto and Harley's go-to spot for wings. We also thank our two guests, Corey Travers, the head trader at PointsBet Canada, and Teddy Greenstein, not Steen. I screwed it up initially. And he is the chief poobah at the Hustle Newsletter and senior editor and player development manager at PointsBet USA. Remember to check us out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Jory Middle or at Sharp Edge Picks. You can also email us, playon at pointsbet.ca. Don't forget to follow the PointsBet Canada Twitter account. The man who takes care of it is right there, social media Seb. And if you're 19 or over and you live in Ontario, remember, open up your PointsBet account and start playing. Again, 19 and older and live in Ontario. And on the way out the door, home to watch Leafs and, Sun and Thursday night football. And I don't know if there's any, sure there's a good NBA game as well. I will say for Harley, I'm Jory. May all your picks be winners. Ours too, especially Argentina. And we'll talk to you next week for another edition of Play On with Jory and Harley, powered by PointsBet. Enjoy, folks. Take care.